0: G'day folks and welcome to another episode of the Club Rugby Collective, your hospital challenge cup podcast. My name is Brendan Sauce Hotel from Queensland Rugby and joining me tonight I've got Westlock Rob Pugliavea. Rob, how are we mate? Good thanks Sauce. thanks for having me mate. No worries mate, thanks for coming on. Now folks I have to apologise, the rate of podcasts going out has slowed down and this is because club rugby training is back. I'm able to get out actually film some stuff in training, see some of the boys that I haven't seen for months, which is a positive. Um, but we've got Rob on tonight, and we're going to chat about how West are tracking. Um, Rob, mate, you guys have been back for a few weeks now. How's uh, everyone down at the kennel enjoying being back together uh, at training?
1: Yeah, it's been been really good, mate. Um, I think as you'll find across a lot of the other clubs, uh, energy enthusiasm is really high, obviously uh, being cooped up for, for a long period of time. Um, but everyone's kind of been rearing to get back into it, and so it's really good to to get everyone
0: uh, back down at the club, back at the tunnel. Now, mate, we say everyone's uh, back in action, but obviously, it's very different in terms of uh, the COVID restrictions with groups of twenty in smaller sections and and no contact. Um, how's everyone sort of adjusting to uh, the new training regimes, mate?
1: Yeah, it's been it's been good. Um, obviously, you know. Leading up to the weeks coming back, we were able to start getting out into small groups of, of ten. You know, prior to that and doing some stuff. So, you know, a lot of the guys were, were getting involved, uh, getting involved together and, and doing some training. So that made that transition back to to club kind of a little bit easier. And obviously, the coaching staff and the the, um, the rugby support staff at West have done a really good job in in setting up the field so that we can you know. Of designated areas to train and split the groups up and make sure we're not um you know clashing with the with the guidelines that have been set in place which is you know something different for everyone
0: now mate it's not just guidelines within training itself that you guys have got to follow obviously there's a bit of a different process in terms of checking in a training having hand sanitizer ready for everyone and um the sanitization of equipment mate what's What's it look like mate when you guys jump out of the car at West and um, and actually check in for training mate what's sort of the process
1: yeah so we're all um, you know we all kind of enter the field in the down the far end where the the change rooms are we yep. come through there and we go through the process of you know having the hand sanitizer done um, checking your name off and getting your temperature checked as well and a bit of a, a quick you know questionnaire screening about you know if you're feeling a bit under the weather or if you've had a temperature over the last in a few days or whatever. Um, and then we're kind of told about, you know, where we're training for that night, what, what group we're in, and how we're, we're splitting up. So we've got an idea, you know, to, to prepare and, and keep separated, but, you know, still socially connected.
0: Nice, mate. Well, I know uh, Wes have got some pretty uh, dedicated uh, volunteers and off-field staff with the likes of uh, Felicity Bennett's mate and um, oh, yeah. and your manager, mate. uh I'm assuming everyone is definitely sort of uh, on the ball, mate, in terms of implementing these uh, these restrictions and making sure everyone's uh, adhering to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, and look you're right, like we've got um, some great behind the scenes support staff. You know, Brett Matchett, uh, kind of club rugby manager, who's taking care of everything, and and we've been fortunate to get um, Felicity Bennett to come on board as a, I guess, premier grade manager for for this season. This um, different kind of season, and obviously she's um, you know well known throughout kind of. Brisbane Rugby, I suppose, or Queensland Rugby, Um, and got a long association with the club. So, yeah, we're we're very fortunate for for people like them who are dedicated to to work with us behind the scenes and make sure everything's um, up and running as it should be, which is really good.
0: Mate, the Bennis family, they're the unsung heroes, mate, of of club rugby, not just Wests. Yeah, mate, yeah, fortunate. Um, Now, mate, you mentioned you guys were sort of getting together in small groups, doing fitness. I'm assuming, mate, from S and C point of view, you guys had some uh, some tasks to handle while you're in lockdown, mate. But but how's everyone come back from a, from a fitness point of view, mate? There hasn't been anyone that sort of just uh, spent too much time on the couch.
1: <laughs> no, actually, it's um I think it's been quite the opposite. We've we've come back in in pretty good shape, um, considering you know the the hand that we've been dealt. So. I think if anything, you know, a lot of guys might have, you know, missed out on, on maybe a little bit of gym and having those restrictions early on in the piece where you weren't allowed to go to the, get the weights done. And so we did quite a bit of, um, online training with our S&C coach, John O'Danaher, um, you know, doing some, you know, body weight and, um, kind of exercise like that where you just, you know, lift whatever you have in your garage type thing. Um, and just doing that to keep active and then being given some, some cardio stuff to do alongside that, which, um, it seemed like when we when we come back from the break that was probably the one thing that stood out was you know cardio wise the guys were actually in, in pretty good nick um, coming back into it and you know guys were getting together and training in small groups when we were allowed to in those groups of 10 so we kind of spread out across Brisbane you know depending on where you live you, you grouped up with a bunch of guys in your area and we, we, we did it that way so it was really good to um, have that kind of ease our way back to training and not kind of wait till we we got back to start running
0: again. Nice, mate. Is um is there anyone in particular, mate, that really sort of took to training in isolation, mate, and maybe come back in better nick than uh, than when they went into lockdown?
1: Um, i probably if anyone kind of stood out, it's like you know, there's some, some young guys that are coming through that were you know, played Colts and disappeared for a little bit over in New Zealand. So Jacob Carmichael's a young bloke who comes to mind. He's a he's a nine. Um, up in the Premier squad this year that played a bit in New Zealand in the last couple of years, but was a cult prior at West. And, you know, he, he's, a, he's a guy that's been, you know, present at every training session, uh, online and stuff like that. And has come back in good nick. Um, Callum Hicks is another one who played wing, a bit of wing for us kind of last year and year before, who's, um, you know, kept up the training and then, um, the Skelton boys, so you probably know that um, the Skelton family, the boys have come over to, to the kennel back home where they belong. I was
0: about to say, returning and, um, home, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jeremiah is probably the, the one you know that stands out. He, I know he's been training really hard. and looking forward to getting getting into some rugby, so he's in really good nick and we're excited to see him play
0: as well. Well, we did have Jerry uh, hop in and play Hospital Challenge Cup V for one week, so he's got a virtual yep. cap for Wes already.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: Um, mate, I suppose while everyone sort of tackled the, um, the off the field stuff and, you know, from all the chat that I've had with all the clubs, everyone sort of really got stuck into training at home and everyone seems to be in pretty good nick. But I suppose, mate, uh, there's a lot of wider impact that COVID had, mate, whether it's, um, you know, reduced hours or guys unfortunately losing work or not being able to study at uni, mate, what was sort of the impact on, on the group as a whole, mate? And, and how did you guys sort of stay connected to, to support one another?
1: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, we're not immune to the effects of um, the situation, and I think throughout the group, there was, you know, guys affected uh, work-wise, where it was kind of being laid laid off for a period of time. Um, obviously, going to to JobKeeper and things like that. A lot of guys, you know, moving to work from home, you know, including myself, for example. Um, in terms of staying connected, you know, we, we were fortunate enough that we, we, we built a really good culture, kind of leading into. Pre-season this year, and then starting the, the trials and things like that. So, we kind of kept up that communication through through WhatsApp and just you know checking in on each other and, and keeping active socially. So, I think it was kind of around April when we realised you know rugby might not be back for quite some time that we decided to take a break from from rugby-centric kind of activity and um, you know started just. Connecting with each other more on a, a social level, like you know, having fun with. you might have seen online some of the TikTok challenges and, and cooking challenges and things like that that we we did with ourselves and we shared on our on our social. So, you know, that, that was a bit of fun that we kind of did away from rugby just to keep guys you know um, talking to each other and, and keep a fun aspect to things before we had a better idea of where things were going with rugby and then we shifted our focus back.
0: And I know uh, Big Chips Blanche, mate. He uh, he blew up. Mate. He went viral with his uh, scrumming yeah. at home, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was one of the you know, the ones that went viral. He did his um. You know, He's obviously being a, a man of the front row, missing missing the the act of Kenneth, you know scrumming other other blokes. So it was good to see that go viral and picked up by rugby. dot com and everyone else. So it was a bit of fun.
0: Now, mate, you did mention that there was a cooking challenge, mate. Uh, did, was anyone in particular very impressive in the kitchen?
1: Yeah, there was a few guys. Um, I think there was um, one of the one of the new blokes to the club, uh, John Martin Stewart. He has a South African background, I'm pretty sure. So, you know what they're like with their bra and stuff like that. But he he put up a, a pretty sweet um, slow cook slow cook beef brisket. I think it was, Ooh, um, nice, which you know, looked pretty pretty epic. So. Yeah, surprising that there were some guys that uh, you know could cook, cook a meal, and there were others that you know just threw up a uh, bacon and eggs <laughs> sausage roll or something like that. So, a bit of both.
0: At least they got involved. Well, mate, I've got a lot of respect for someone who can nail a brisket. Mate, I tried that last weekend, and it didn't play out as I planned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough work. That's you know, a hard thing to get it get right. So, credit to him. Yeah, no, very true. Um, mate, I suppose you are a bit different to to some of the other guys at the club, mate. With um, with you know a lot of new sort of up and coming talent, whereas um, you've got a young family of your own, mate. Obviously, you know we've spoken to a lot of guys throughout this process in terms of um, whether them and their misses are moving in with parents or they're off work. Um, or they're not able to study mate, but I suppose your scenario is a bit different mate when uh I suppose you've got a lot more sort of serious things to worry about, mate um you know, how did you guys as a family unit tackle it, and uh I suppose with kids in the picture as well, mate, that adds another level of difficulty,
1: yeah, it was challenging kind of the first couple of weeks, especially um that lot kind of mid to late march um my wife and I, Emma, we both obviously work full time uh, in the city, and we had kids in daycare. And then shifting to working from home, um, and then the kids weren't, you know, permitted to go to daycare. It was only for kind of the kids of essential workers, so we had to balance working from home full time as well as having the kids around. And they're both, you know, we've got two kids under four, so it uh, was yeah, definitely a bit of a juggling act and, and stressful at times. Um, and then, like with my wife, she works in the travel industry, and you know, kind of big, big name in the travel industry. And a lot of their employees got stood down, so she, uh, you know, wasn't wasn't immune to that as well. So, luckily, there was a period of time there where she could then, you know, take take care of the kids uh, while I continued working. And then, um, eventually, you know, after about I think it was about six weeks, you know, having the kids at home and pulling your hair out and stuff like that while working, we were able to get them back into daycare, and then. Know, back into work for both of us. So we've come at the other end a little bit tired, a little bit stressed, but um, I guess, you know, better for the bonding, I suppose. It's it's not often you get, you know, to spend, you know, a lot of time with your kids, especially if you work full time Monday to Friday and, and have those other commitments. Um, you know, rugby takes a lot of time away from, from being at home as well, training three nights a week and, and playing on the Saturdays. So it was a bit of a blessing in disguise, but, um, you know, I probably probably wouldn't ask for
0: that all to happen again anytime soon. <laughs> I was going to say, mate. Obviously, with two kids under four, mate. Obviously, it's a massive change to their routine, mate. Obviously, it must have been uh, challenging to sort of manage them throughout that period, mate. Whether that just be having you guys at home all the time, or um, not being able to go out and do some of the activities that you probably like to do um, when you do have some downtime.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, for my. oldest our um son he's you know almost four but he was kind of queering at the start why he wasn't going to daycare and then he he was enjoying actually being at home a lot but then it was kind of like you know i want to see my friends Uh, why can't i see my friends why can't we go play at the park and we we you know tried to teach him about you know coronavirus or covid and the whole situation that's going on so he kind of caught on towards the end and was like you know we can't do this and we can't do that and he's like oh is that because of coronavirus, like, yeah. So um, it, it took a bit of time for him to understand, but at the same time, I think he definitely enjoyed having you know a lot of a lot more time at home with um, with mum and dad and and his little sister. So yeah, I think there's you know there's probably other people out there that have similar um, experiences juggling juggling kids, and it's um, you know credit to them that you know if they got through it, good and yeah. I stumbled up. My...
0: <laughs> well, I know John O'Ken over at Jeeps, mate. I saw him last night, and he—I uh, think he just had some trouble sleeping, mate, as, as a new dad for the first few months. But uh, he seems to have settled into it as, as of now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, good on him because that's uh, peak peak
0: time to be having kids now. Um, <laughs> Wait for nine months from now, mate. Yeah, exactly. Covid baby. Enjoying it then. Yeah. <laughs> um. Mate, obviously, back to back to the rugby side of things, mate. Um, as we prepare for the new season, obviously, it's a very new setup at Wests heading into the twenty twenty season, mate. With uh, former brothers coach Carl Marshall coming back to the club, um, obviously, he was their their coach when they won the Premiership in twenty sixteen. Mate, what's uh, what's Carl brought to the club, mate? And what sort of some of the differences you've seen between um, twenty nineteen and twenty twenty as you've uh, well, I suppose at least he's prepared for the season.
1: Yeah, having having Carl back um, back to the club. Obviously, he's um, he played a bit of Colts and, and stuff when he was younger younger with the club and has been involved before. So, um, I guess in that sense, we we get him back and it's been really good. Um, he's put a lot of emphasis early on when he when he first came came on board was to get in touch with all the players and kind of. You know, introduce himself and make everyone, you know, know that they're part of, I guess, a positive change as we were looking forward to season 2020 before COVID hit. But, um, a lot of his emphasis early on was on, you know, connecting with the club and the culture and the club and, and recognizing the importance of our history as well. So probably something that we didn't really, um, maybe do well or, or look into over the last few years was just, Connecting with old boys and understanding the history of the club and stuff like that. So, Carl Kyle, has been really good in that regard. And then, yeah, just I guess um, in terms of rugby and stuff like that, it's, it's been about educating us and making us you know, smarter rugby players and, and things like that. So it's been it's been real good, real real pleasing, fresh change, and everyone's real excited to have him
0: on board. Very nice. Now, mate, it's not only really a new coach you've got. Um, the playing groups obviously sort of had a m- number of massive changes. Obviously, um, mate, the absolute bulldog townsman Jerry Lynch, he's gone over to New Zealand. He's uh, he's over playing in Christchurch. Um, your young fly half mate, Carter Gordon, he's obviously training up at the Reds at the moment. Hunter Paisami has got absolute great guns and Super Rugby, mate, and we're looking forward <laughs> to seeing him in action for the Reds again in the coming weeks in the domestic comp. Uh, Isaac Henry, mate, he went down south to the Brums. Um, and then, mate, LD, Liam Dillon, mate, one of the most electric halfbacks in the uh, in the comp who I think has been very unlucky with regards to, uh, to rep duties just purely because of the amount of talent we've got on that position throughout um, Premier Rugby, mate. He's gone down to Bond, obviously. He's a Gold Coast boy who's been uh, travelling up to West and just, I suppose, for, for ease of living, he's made the option to to play down at the coast, mate, but number of key changes there, mate, within that back line. Um, talk us through some of the, the new recruits, mate, that you've got coming into the club.
1: Yeah, you know, you're right. There's been a quite a quite a bit of change. And, and I'll just say, like, just touching on those those two in particular, like um, LD and, and Jerry. obviously, they're, they're big losses. Not so much, I guess, not just for the, you know, what they bring on the field, but um, the people that are off the field. Obviously, top blokes and I saw... Um, Jerry get his start on the weekend in the Christchurch competition, um, playing over there, and you know he, he got himself man of the match in round one. So we've been given a bit oh, wow. sort of a bit of bit of stick on on Facebook. They had him playing in, in his absolute favourite, not really position of lock. Um, so,
0: <laughs> so he that. did
1: well over there and playing, I think, in eight degrees of muddy. Um, Kiwi rugby. So he's obviously thriving over there. But, um, yeah, it's good to see, you know, guys like him doing well and getting opportunities elsewhere. And obviously for LD, um, you know, it was just a a matter of moving closer to home. He's always been on the Gold Coast and, um, travel up to Tawong gets a bit old and boring after a while. So, you know, you can't bold him too much for for leaving. But yeah, there's been some good change in terms of blokes coming to the club. Um, obviously I mentioned the the skeleton. Family have come back, so it's good to see, uh, particularly Jeremiah and Lorenzo, running around with us um, in that kind of premier squad. Um, So excited to see what they can bring to the club. Um, uh, A few others we 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 saw around kind of before coronavirus hit. We had some guys you know from overseas and interstate, which uh, unfortunately might not look like they'll be able to join us because of the travel. So. We miss out there, but in, in saying that, there's a lot of um, talent that we're bringing up through the lower grades or, or the Colts system. So we saw a lot of um, Cooper Whiteside playing with us in that back line last year. Um, and he's a guy that will continue to kind of go from strength to strength, playing as a fullback slash 10 role. Um, you know, he, he had a really good combination there with you know, Isaac Henry and, and Carter Gordon and stuff like that. So really excited to see what, what Cooper does um, moving forward. And then um yeah, obviously we've got other guys like Ben Navo and and hopefully maybe uh Shay. I'm not gonna try and say his last
0: name.
1: Difficult. Yeah, that's the one. Hopefully with his commitments, I guess, with Ireland, rugby sevens and stuff like that being put on hold, we might get to see him have a run. But um if not, there's um certainly some good depth around, which is pleasing to see.
0: Nice, mate. Obviously, uh, you've also picked up a couple of front rowers, mate, as well, that are going to offer a bit with the likes of uh, Gav Luca coming in, and you've also got another recruit from uh, from Brothers as well. There's been a few Brothers guys uh, make the shift over, um, yep. and also, um, mate, another guy, um, Tezzy Pritchard. I know he played for you guys in the uh, in the preseason competition. Um, he's been at Tigerland for a few years. It was uh, he would have been in the Queensland Country School with you two years ago, but injuries and stuff yeah. like that have obviously hurt him. Are you guys expecting him back for the remainder of the season? Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, yeah. Tyrone, we um, he joined us um, for this season, and uh, he'll be he'll be back at training. He's, just got a, a few things to work move around with work, but he'll be back at training. It's good to good to have him on board. Obviously, he's a, a dynamic ball runner, and uh, I guess he was just looking for some maybe different opportunities. So it's you know, we welcome him to the club and and look forward to seeing what he can bring. Um In terms of the the, the prop yeah the prop rotation as you mentioned, um, obviously super excited to have some extra depth at the prop position, which we probably lacked um, in the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, that's a fair call. Cool
1: yeah, so, you know, we've, we've had some solid players, but just that having the backup there. So, you know, we retain guys like, uh, Aussie and, and, um, and I guess Misty's still around, but I think he's, you know, moving back to the, to the number eight position, but, um, bringing in guys like Gav Luca, as you said, you know, a bit of, um, experience there with, with the Reds and things like that. And then Liam Usher from, from Brothers, obviously, uh, had a bit of, uh, time with the Junior Wallabies last year and, uh, it's good to get some young, some young up-and-coming, solid uh, prop talent uh, in the group to kind of help shore up you know, what we have with um, other guys, including Bronson foto He obviously had a really good season last year and played a bit of country, um, as you know, sure. So yeah,
0: he was great a hooker be, for us in country, mate.
1: Yeah. It'll be good to have that rotation there. And we've also got a, another guy, um, Yuri. Yuri, yeah, he's a French, French guy. He's joined us from Spanish professional rugby. Um, and he, he brings, I guess, a different dynamic to the prop role. He, he's, not, he's not a big guy, but his um, you know, technique and strength-wise and strength wise in the gym and stuff like that, he's, he's really good. So, um, you know, not being the traditional, you know, bigger bigger prop, he's obviously good around the field and really fit. So I'm, I'm interested to see what he kind of brings to the squad as well.
0: Nice, mate. That'll be interesting to watch uh, when we get some games back underway. Uh, yeah. I can I can't say that, uh, mate, uh, Usher had a lot of moves, mate, when we had him come in for the uh, Hospital Challenge Cup Media Day before lockdown, mate. Um, expect to see <laughs> some uh, interesting footage come out of the woodworks, mate.
1: I can't wait for that. Yeah, I saw, I saw the snippet of him and um, Will Dearden, young Will Dearden. I'm interested to see uh, how that turns out. That'll be good.
0: Well, mate, um, you mentioned Will there, mate. Obviously, you guys are sort of lock partners there at West. Um <laughs> Yeah, mate. You've obviously been around prem rugby for a long time, mate. Haven't played at Norths um, early in your career. Now West, and you play some NRC, mate. Will's obviously sort of just coming into the scene, um, mate. What sort of a career do you reckon Will's got ahead of you, mate? He's a, he's a very exciting young prospect, mate, within the QPR um, player cohort. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think, um, yeah, I have definitely seen him.
1: You know, having a, a good career is. Um, He's obviously, you know, fits the mold of a lock in terms of being being tall and good in the air and and um you know, agile around the field as well. Um good ball runner. So, you know, over the last kind of year or two he's been working really hard on on his line out um I guess nuances and, and understanding, you know, the importance of making different calls and stuff like that, which is which is really good and you know Working with, I guess, myself and, and our forwards coach, Daryl McNamara, you know, who's been growing a lot and we've been learning a lot of each other. Um, and obviously he's had some experience, you know, with the, um, Australian Barbarian side last year, um, having a bit of a run with Queensland country as well and, and getting a chance to learn from, you know, your Harry Hawkins and your Angus Blythe and, and stuff like that, um, in that environment. So, you know, only stuff that's good for him and, and uh, yeah I think he'll have another another crack year and hopefully move on to bigger and better things um, in 2021
0: I believe he comes from good stock out in Warwick mate because uh, I do believe that his cousin's making his debut for the Broncos this weekend albeit in the halves
1: yeah yeah we, we thought about that a bit training obviously he's a, he's a Queensland country boy um, you know, we has got a bit, a bit of time over in WA with the Force Academy there but um you know, obviously pleasing that have him back here with us. And then, yeah, his, his cousin is, oh, I guess, the complete opposite, uh, short little number seven playing for the, for the Broncos. So, um, yeah, hopefully for him, the, uh, good skills run in the family.
0: <laughs> mate, well, nothing wrong with a lock with a bit of skills, mate. Johnny Hill's great example of that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. A bit of a toe poke, you know, it doesn't <laughs> hurt anyone.
0: <laughs> Very true. Um, mate, obviously, the season ahead uh, is unlike any QPR season you would have played before, mate. It's it's a short sprint. And there's only going to be 11 rounds, and we've only got a short amount of time, mate, to really prepare for the season, mate. What's sort of the focus for you guys are training at the moment? And then come season time, mate, just how crucial is it going to be to hit the ground running?
1: Yeah, really important um, So We've obviously... I think we've been really pleased with the the knowledge that the guys have kept or retained um, over the the COVID period and have brought back. So, in terms of what we're doing now, leading up into the season, there's, there's not too much learning involved, which is real pleasing. It's more or less just fine tuning what we know and and bringing it, um, you know, getting ready to bring it into the game situation um, and get back to that level as you know prior to when we're in, in the trials like that and the and moving forward. Um, and as you say, it's, it's a sprint. So obviously you've got to hit the ground running. I think we're pretty fortunate in that we've got a, the first three rounds, uh, have a buy in there. So we've, we've got Jeeps and East in round one and two, which, which is actually pretty good because it means that we get a good challenge in those first two rounds. And I think there's a lot of talk around, you know, the, the squads that those two clubs have and the forward packs particularly at, at, at jeeps and east so they'll be really good challenges and will help us set a, a a benchmark or an idea of where we are leading into the the rest of the competition after our bye week so uh i think we're yeah we're really excited and really looking forward to it and um obviously every game is important so you can't have any second opportunities really you, you need to be winning every game uh there's no kind of second round second chances so It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be um, very intense, and uh, it's going to be a lot of great, great rugby played out there. And everyone's looking forward
0: to it. I suppose looking across the clubs, mate, who who do you reckon sort of going to be the key ones to watch, mate, in terms of um, bouncing back after this this lockdown period, mate? Is it sort of the clubs that have sort of got an established playing group, or um, could it potentially be the ones with some new exciting players that no one's seen before that could cause some damage?
1: Yeah, I guess it's hard to kind of put it on on one kind of group. I suppose there's you know pros and cons to both. Obviously, if you've got an established playing group, and in terms of those relationships and, and understanding of how each other plays, that's really good. But um, you know, it's always good to have you know on the flip side, uh, new and exciting players that no one knows about that can come out and um, you know cause a bit of a scene on the rugby field. So I think you know. In general, you know, the guys like Jeeps and East, you know, probably perform well. You know, you, you can't really ever count out UQ. They always do well. And as you said earlier, you know, they, they showed their, how good they can be in the second half of the season. So guys like those, I think, uh, will do okay. And then in saying that, you can't really discount anyone. You know, North on the day are known to, to beat anyone. Bond, Bond could have, you know, a really good season as well. So we're just, yeah, waiting to see how it goes. It's all a bit of a mixed bag and uncertainty uncertainties right across the, the competition. So let's we'll see what happens.
0: It's definitely going to be interesting to see, mate. I think it's very hard to make uh, predictions at the moment as to uh, who's going to make up that top four come finals time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, mate, one thing that I've noticed uh, that you've sort of really been uh, – Kicking off in lockdown is your own photography account on Instagram, mate. <laughs> Talk us through uh, through this one, mate. Because despite the fact that uh, you and I have been working together through NRC and Club Rugby for the last few years, mate, I did not know you had this uh, this this passion for photography.
1: <laughs> I, I call it more of a, a an aimless hobby at the moment. I don't know what I'm doing with it. It's just um, yeah. I've had this camera in, in the, in the room for seven or eight years and I only ever use it when we go traveling and stuff like that. So obviously when coronavirus hit and we weren't doing much outside of working and stuff, I just thought I'd put the camera out and take some photos and then just, you know, put them on Instagram for a bit of fun. Like I don't, I have no aspirations to become the next Brendan Shaw Hotel. Um or anything like that. Hey, there's some yet. nice but, shots um, in here, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll see how they go. I just you know, I think I hit over hundred followers the last couple of weeks, so there's Killing a bit of a nice in, in that. But um the checks haven't rolled in yet, mate, so I'll just i just wait and, and keep working them on staying.
0: They haven't rolled in for me either, mate, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it's a
1: hard gig, mate. There's there's a lot of inspiration out there. I follow a lot of um photographers around the the coast and back home in Newcastle, where I'm from, and yeah, a lot of the um, you know, the, the ocean and beachscape photography is kind of what I like, and um, yeah, it's it's really nice and it's envious But uh, I'm not quite there yet. I'm still very much a rookie.
0: It's all right, mate. I think you've uh, you've started off well, mate. And I'm just noticing you got some picks up of Cambodia, mate. Uh, one of Angkor Wat and one from Phnom Penh, mate. Um, some nice uh, travel photos. That was actually the last destination that uh, that I was in in terms of travel photography, mate. So some pretty cool stuff yeah, to well, go see over there.
1: Yeah, it was, I think it was actually seeing your photos that kind of inspired me to to start bringing them up because those photos I took back in 2012. So I've had them in the, on my the hard drive for quite a long time and I thought i, I better start pulling some out and, you know, getting getting... Lightroom going and editing some photos, and then started taking some new ones. So, thank you for the inspiration, source.
0: That's all right, mate. Well, I'm also enjoying some of the drone shots you've got, mate. In terms of sunsets and stuff like that, too, mate. So, the DJI Mavic Mini, Mini mate, punches above its weight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I somehow convinced the missus that I, I needed to spend 800 bucks on a on a drone. So, um, we, we actually we bought it because we went to. The week before, kind of everyone got locked down. We went to the Whit Sundays for a little family get- getaway, and I I convinced them that I needed a, a drone for the Whit Sundays. Um, little did I know that you know, prior to leaving, and I'd already bought the drone. That most of Whitehaven Beach, where I wanted to take the drone out, it's uh, illegal to fly there. <laughs> I, I didn't do my homework on that. So I just kind of flew it around, you know, across and, and you know the the beach on um, on that side of town and yeah, but that, that's hot. I've got well, a drone now, so.
0: Well, I think that I think might I'm be the joy of the cool. Mavic Mini, mate, because of its weight. I think it's actually classified as a toy, so you can get away with it.
1: Yeah, well, there's a, a bit of that. I still don't understand it all fully, but yeah, I think it's, yeah. it's only like 250 grams or something like that. So it's small, it's so the size of my phone, but it, it does a, it does a good job.
0: I know what you mean, mate. I put the, my drone up. I've got the Mavic Pro, so it's a little, it's the bit bit bigger. But um, I put that up at, at Norse last week, and I'm like, oh, am I too close to the airport? Don't know. Ran the gauntlet. So we'll see how we go. Yeah,
1: risk it, yeah.
0: Risk it for the biscuit.
1: Thank
0: you. Oh, good. Well, mate, uh, for for fans who uh, want to check out Rob's photos on Instagram. We'll we'll try to get you some more followers here, mate. It is Rob robpuliovea underscore photo. Check it out. Now, mate, to finish up, um, what we were doing um, with all the other fellas before uh, club training returned was the fast five to finish up. So just some questions to find out about some, some of the folks at your club. So to kick things off, mate, who would you rate as the best clubman at the kennel? Oh, I think it's,
1: um, the answer is pretty easy. It goes without saying. There's a, there's a bloke running around who's had more than 400 grade games in uh, rugby. And it's oh, Hunter Thomas, obviously. Um, yeah, most people will know who he is if they don't know anything else about West. So I'd say he's the, the greatest, the greatest clubman that
0: we have. The self-proclaimed most abrasive player in Premier Rugby. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's, there's a few. I think there's a few self-proclaimed titles there that he has. But um, no, we, we love him at the kennel, and he's real passionate about the club and and about rugby and about the boys getting around each other. So um, yeah, it's, it's you know we wouldn't want to have anyone else. He's, he's the man.
0: Well, mate, I think uh, Brownie, your club president, mate, he's still trying to figure out where the hell these 400 games have come from. But we'll let him roll with it. Good story. I think I think
1: he counted them from under
0: under eights or something like that. <laughs> Fair enough, um, mate. Who would you say is the most underrated player at the club?
1: Yeah, that's a uh, that's a good question. That's a tricky one. I think it's it's uh, a guy that kind of floats between um, premier grade and and reserve grade, and someone who I've had a lot to do with having played with him at North, and that's Bart Ritchie. Um, good shit. You know, he he's, he's just a toiler. He's um, you know. He wouldn't say he's the most, I guess, extravagant player in terms of, you know, the highlight reel and something like that. He's a hooker, but, um, you know, he he just does a really solid job. Um, he turns up every week and whether he's playing premier grade or or reserve grade, he's got the respect of the club and he's a, he's an integral part of our rotation at at West. So it's good to have someone like him and probably, you know, someone like him that doesn't get, you know, the
0: accolades that he he maybe should, um, having I've been around for a number of years now, so good cool on your butt. QPR's answer to Benjamin Button, mate. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's getting younger, that guy. He was, I think he was, I think he was born at sixty years
0: old. Oh mate, someone needs to donate him some hair, but all good. <laughs> I think Troy Simcoon at Jeeps has got him covered, mate. Uh We were joking last night; he's gone full squeak, mate. He's I there's think, no hair, just bald. Just, yeah, just left it all there. A lot. But I will it's give Bart a for. I will give Bart a massive shout out. There's a lot of uh, guys who we had lined up for Hospital Challenge Cup of V games who had to pull out last minute for varying reasons, and that's fine. But Bart is the one fella who would go away and organise someone else to play, and then let me know and say, "Don't worry, I've got it sorted." Yep, good yep, dude. That's right. He he'd message through the WhatsApp and who
1: uh, wants to play play today? So he, yep, mate, nice
0: stuff, man, quality bloke. Mate, who do you reckon is the worst trainer at the club? Someone who might deliver on the field, but come training, mate, they go missing. Um,
1: oh, I mean this with the with the utmost respect, but it's it's probably someone like like Missy Timoteo. Um, so you've obviously seen him playing in Brisbane City over the last couple of years, and he, he represented that Samoan. For a team that played in the rapid rugby, but you know, he's some, he, in, in terms of worst training, I'd say maybe you know, that's the guy that might not show up or it comes late. Um, and obviously know, he's got his reasons or whatever, and he might not be the favourite to win the, the 1.2 kilometre you know, fitness trial, but, um, you know, come game time, he's the one bloke you don't want to be running at. You know, he's, he's known for putting shots on, he'll, he'll run over you. Or through you before running around you. So, the, yeah, if, if he fits that category of being a worse trainer without disrespecting him, because I want to see him tomorrow morning and I don't want to get
0: run over, it's Missy. Love you, Missy. We'll put out the podcast after training, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> he's, a, he's a tough right. bugger, mate. I wouldn't want to run it in, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, Rob, mate, you've obviously you've, you've played at Norse. You've also played some rep rugby, mate, for both country and city in the NRC, mate. So you've got a bit of exposure to blokes from other clubs. If you could recruit one fella from another club to come and pull on the Bulldogs jersey, mate, who would it be? Oh, wow. Um, yeah,
1: obviously I've been pretty fortunate to spend some time in NRC. You know, I see guys like... You know, Frasier McWright, who I played with last year in City, is, you know, phenomenal kind of, um, rugby players and, and leaders on the field. But, um, I guess if there's one guy that I think any club would be happy to have, it's, um, it's Nick Chapman. And I know, um, you know, a lot of people love, love what Chapo does. Um, and I've, you know, been fortunate to have a bit, a bit to do with him towards the last couple of years at, at North that I was there. But, um, you know, He's just a guy that you know works hard, as a toiler. Um, he can play nine and fifteen, so he's, he's pretty handy on the rugby field, and he's just a, a pretty good bloke off it as well. So it's good to see him get some opportunities um, in Brisbane City last year, um, and I think I think he's you know due for for more um, opportunities, and hopefully they they come to they come for him in the in the coming years because uh, yeah I think a guy like him deserves that so.
0: Well mate, had it not been for know, a, a shoulder button. injury, I yeah. think he would have done a Reds pre season.
1: Yeah, yeah, well yeah. I mean you know, you obviously got a lot of good nines at, at the Reds there and um yeah, I think just a guy like him, you know there's a lot of good nines around the competition, a guy like right, him there like, is. You know, deserves a an opportunity, whether it's here or somewhere else, um, you know, any any team would benefit from having having old Chapo. So
0: mm, that's good a good white. shout, mate. But it is true though, mate, he's unfortunately mate, uh, playing footy at a time, mate, where there is a lot of good nines across the comp. We mentioned LD. You've had the likes yeah. of Isaac Fiennes in the last few years, who's obviously down at the Brumbies. you Bobby Tuttles, yeah. who's now down at Melbourne. Um, you talk about Moses, Tate, Scotty Malua, all at the Reds, uh, and then not to mention someone like Harry Sephora, and then even at East, we've got Eli Pills and Phoenix Hunt, Neither of them know where to start, but I suppose Chapo sort of um, got that extra edge where he's played a lot of fifteen, he's played a lot of ten. Yeah. Um, so he's a very versatile, handy player to have around the club.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's a bit I guess he's a bit bit taller than your traditional nine as well, so um, that kind of benefited him in, in being able to position himself somewhere else in the back line and, yeah. So, um, yeah. All Not- good things hopefully come come into Chapo.
0: Not to mention, mate, great guy from the Sunshine Coast, albeit Noosa. We won't hold that against him. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> now, mate, you mentioned we mentioned earlier that there are a lot of legends behind the scenes at West, mate, who keep things ticking over at the club, mate. Who do you reckon is the best person behind the scenes at the kennel? Oh, you can't you can't do that to resource. We
1: can't single out one. One best person, like I, I guess, I, yeah, I mentioned our club kind of manager, um, Brett Matchett, our rugby manager, and you've got uh, you know the likes of Brownie as well, who's been very good for the club over the last few years, and then the, the Bennett family um, having having flick around as well, managing us now. It's um, we're really fortunate, so I probably put the shout out to to everyone there, even even um, Pete, who kind of manages the bistro side of things. Um, you know he still helps. Uh, he's part of what makes the club tick as well. So um, yeah, I just throw it out to everyone, mate. I can't I can't single out any one person. would be that'd be unfair, sort
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, that's fair enough, mate. But I will give a shout out to Pete, mate, because the West Bistro was alive and kicking throughout lockdown, mate. Helping uh, keep everyone well fed on, over the weekends, mate. So that was uh, great to see for the Bulldogs community, mate.
1: Yeah, it was really good. Um, they obviously they've got a um, a new chef as well, a head chef in Declan, who's a, a former doggies player, and he's got his own kids kind of coming through for young doggies. So they 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 did really well to keep the bistro going. They um they changed the I guess business model, if you like, um, doing home deliveries and 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 meal pickups as well. They had a couple of a couple of the boys that um, you know play play for us um, doing home deliveries and things like that. So. Um yeah, it was really good to see them keep going. And then as we were allowed to get more people back, they put the lights on the fields on a couple of nights throughout the week so that the just people that live around and that come out for walks and enjoy the park and stuff like that could see that the bistro was still going and they could come and get a meal and stuff like that. So, yeah, credit to those guys who've done
0: a really good job with with keeping things moving at West. No, I'm massive for the community down there around Tawangono, uh Elton, uh, Baron Jay over at UQ, there, director of rugby, mate. He even got amongst it, mate. He uh, he lives close by. I oh, yeah. thought, well, better go down support the club.
1: Oh, I'm gonna have to do a sweep of the uh, facilities for any hidden cameras. Uh, Elton, <laughs> <and> cheeky guy. <girl.
0: sighs> Fair shout, mate. Fair oh, shout. Man. Well, he would he was your coach at City last year, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I met Elton with City last year, and uh, yeah, he's, he's a really really great guy. Knows his rugby, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'd take the opportunity to spy on us if he's floating around trying to get our meals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Well, mate, uh, before I let you go, uh, one quick thing, mate, from a West perspective. Obviously, Super Rugby AU is due to kick off um, on July 3rd, Friday night next week. Now, mate, obviously, Hunter Paisami, mate, he's burst onto the scene this year. He's been an absolute revelation Someone that came up from Melbourne to West looking for an opportunity and 12 months down the track, mate, was uh, starting in the centres for for the Reds, which is great to see. But then another young buck, mate, who's coming back from um, from injury and is likely to get an opportunity at some point, mate, Carter Gordon. Young fly half, mate, from a Bulldogs perspective, mate, um, how excited are you to see these, uh, these young guys coming through, mate, and um, sort of making a mark? Uh, for themselves at that next level of the game.
1: Yeah, super excited. Obviously, um it's it's disappointing in the fact for us that we won't get to see, I guess, too much of them playing, especially playing for West, sorry. Especially, you know, a guy like Hunter Paisami who's as you mentioned, he'd come up to Queensland a couple of years ago, um, you know, looking for an opportunity, having, you know, had his own Stuff happened, you know, in Melbourne, and and it's really great to see him kind of turn that around and and make the most of an opportunity in Brisbane. And um like just the way he he runs the ball and, and attacks the line when he when he hits it up, it's um he's fearless, and it's um, a real credit to to him and, and his family, and I guess yeah, how he plays rugby. It's um, really fortunate that the Reds have him, and you know, hopefully, you know, maybe not too long up wood we we see Hunter in a different kind of. Green and gold jersey. It's, um, um, credit to him and, and obviously Carter, yeah, he's a super skillful 10. We we're really, really lucky to have him play with us last year. Um, really pleased to see, yeah, he's growth. And, I love right? nice picture. Oh, wow. Did you hear that?
0: That's all right, mate. So I was checking out your Instagram already.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, back to Carter. Um, yeah, so Carter, yeah, really, really good to see him kind of progress. We obviously had him last last year playing for us, and he's just a really calm um, head on his shoulders for a, such a young young age. Um, just the way he gets around the field, he, he, his knowledge and stuff like that's really good. So, you know, hopefully we we get to see a bit of him if if um, restrictions ease and the the Super Rugby guys are allowed to come back to club land, that'd be that'd be great. But obviously, if he gets an opportunity with the Reds in this revised
0: competition,
1: then you know credit to
0: him go for it um that's that's awesome no good shout mate well mate it has been excellent to have you on the club rugby collective podcast mate giving us an insight into how west are shaping up for what's going to be an abbreviated 2020 hospital challenge cup season but excited to see what the bulldogs bring to the competition so thanks very much for joining us rob
1: Thanks, Norse. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you.
0: All good, mate. We will catch you down at the kennel in the near future, mate. Thanks again. Sounds good.
1: Look forward to seeing some people down at the club as soon as uh, they're allowed to.